Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, who is Sue? Uh, you may be one of the many Ontarians that uh, received an automated text message over the weekend asking if they agree with the carbon tax uh, or that it should be scrapped, either or. Uh, the message is from Sue. That's what it said. Uh, in a group called Ontario Strong. Now, of course, uh, the uh, press and the media have tried to find something out about this, and they're, they're pretty vague about exactly who they are, what they are, and what they stand for. Uh, some are suggesting it's just a thinly veiled attempt by the Conservative Party to uh, get polling numbers. They deny that, by the way. I want to bring uh, Richard Brennan into the conversation, retired journalist with the Toronto Star, covered Queen's Park and Parliament Hill for many, many years, of course. Uh, uh, Badger, thanks so much for the time. Great to have you with us. Hey, Bill. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, did you get one of these texts? I did not. I, f- I feel left out. Yeah. Well, we can give them your number. I, I, I thought <laughs> Sue, Sue would get a hold of me for sure. Sue Sue probably is asking, you know, where's Badger? We could use a... Well, listen, you've seen stuff like this in the past, haven't you? Oh, uh, yeah. It. I mean... Uh, working families kind of started out as a, I mean, we always knew it was union. It was kind of vague at first, but not for long. And uh, the working families was a, uh, was a group. It still exists. I think it uh, was, had a lot of influence during, during the liberal years and uh, demonizing the Tories. And it used to drive the conservatives insane. I remember that. And, you know, I, whether you agree with third party uh, influence like this it remains to be seen, but the point is it exists, and that's what it is. But we all know who, th- who the uh, working families is, or we did. And this is what bothers me about this is that you know we know it's linked to a uh, a home phone in in Belleville, and somebody named Sue, and it. By the way, if they don't come out and tell us who they are by June 30th, then we'll never know who they are. Because after June 30th, third-party influencers, uh, advertisers, whatever, have to tell Elections Ontario who they are and, you know, what they're up to and and how much money they're spending. But at at that cutoff, if we we don't hear from them, we'll, we'll never know exactly who they are. I mean, let, let's face it. You can rule out the NDP and you can rule out the Liberals. Pretty much. Yeah. On this one, anyway. Yeah, on this one. And now, which group it is, though, that's, that remains to be seen. And that's, I just think that's really kind of shady, I guess, for lack of a better expression. Why is there such a Wild West attitude towards third-party advertising until June 30th? I mean, you know, why shouldn't the rules apply even before that? Well, it's a good question. But uh, I think it's, you've got to set some kind of date, I guess. You know, I, I, you, can't, you can't, I don't think, have a law that applies right across from, you know, from January 1st, you know, you know, December 31st. You know, I don't think you can do that. But the point is they're saying, okay, June 30th is the cutoff date because then you really start to, you know, People start to pay attention. I don't think so. But anyway, uh, pe- people start to pay attention, and it's, it would be unfair of you not to come out and say who you are prior to, you know, prior to. The, this is the federal election that they're really trying to influence, mm-hmm. not the provincial, because that's not for another three years. Yeah. And, and you have to wonder about the, the intent of this, obviously. Um, and it's not the first group, anyway. I think you and I talked about the other ones that were kicking around, Engage. 
uh, is oh, one uh, shaping yeah. Canada's future. I mean, they they all have these these names that you know, <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for for the people. I mean, that seems <laughs> that may be the next one that's up there. I guess that's already been taken. Well, but, have the courage of your conviction. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Say okay. I don't believe in the you know the carbon tax and and here I am here's my group and this is and the, and we're going to uh, we're going to you know come out against it strong in advertising or whatever or online and say and say who you are but why why the you know the secret aspect to it I that that to me that to me smacks of uh, something untoward well especially the question that was asked in the text is very much a part of the plank of the of the Conservative Party, and certainly a plank of the of the Progressive Conservative Party here in Ontario. Oh, absolutely. But I can't I can't take that. You know, I think it would be a bridge too far for me to say, well, it is the Conservative Party that's behind it. Well, I don't know. No, except that it's a little could shady. It be a, that, business, it, a business group? Could it? You know, could it be a you know a conservative consumer group? Uh, I mean. Sure, you can point the fingers, but on the other hand, you don't know. The uh, the mission statement, uh, Joan Bryden, of course, from the Canadian Press has done some research on this. Uh, I, I don't know if she got one of the texts or not. Uh, but uh, Ontario Strong promises to speak up on the issues that matter to Ontarians and to always stand for the values that created Ontario, uh, which sounds very much like a campaign plank, doesn't it? What's the values that created Ontario? That's a good question. Yeah. What's the values in their mind? You know, small C conservatism or, or you know, small L liberalism. I mean, what, what is it? I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people from various ethnic and, and cultural backgrounds uh, created Ontario, I guess. And uh, is that what they mean? I don't. Again, it's just, it's so ephemeral. I, I don't know. Well, and it also says here, uh, which describes an example of a prosperous, peaceful, diverse, and orderly society for the rest of the world to emulate. Oh, orderly. Orderly. That, yeah, well, yeah. Like I say, the, 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 the wordsmithing here is, is interesting, to say the least. Well, it is. I mean, but again, let's, let's be honest with people. I mean, people put up with so much crap every day in terms of half-truths, no truths, you know, and lies and whatever. And I, they're just tired of it. Put your cards on the table. Tell us who you are. Is this stuff effective? I mean, you've, you've been following this. Oh, like you say, there have been so many groups. Absolutely, it's effective. There's no question in my mind. I, I know that uh, working families, uh, when, when they were spending millions of dollars to, you know, combat any anything to do with the conservative party it, it absolutely was effective no question because that where do they get their money from though well they get it in the case of unions they got it from the, you know their union members because a working families group as, as you mentioned you're right it was a number of organized labor groups yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, including i think the teachers federation was it not um Probably, but they may I'm not, not have sure been named specifically in that. But you get a pretty good idea about about generally who was making this one up. This one we don't know too much about yet. 
But uh, in the, I guess the question a lot of people are asking is about the fundraising and where their money comes from. Because uh, as you say, they're spending an awful lot of money, uh, even pre-election. And we've seen these ads on TV, heard them on the radio already. Sure. And we know the Conservative Party is is already started an ad campaign. I haven't seen anything from the Liberals yet, except for these other groups, which are obviously very Liberal-friendly, I guess. At least a couple of them are, anyway. Oh, well, they've got them on both sides. Yeah, exactly. But it's how they play the game, I guess, now, isn't it? Just oh, using third-party uh, uh, advertising. But, you know, is there any difference? Or is I mean, well, the fact that you won't come out and say who you are, is, there any, is that any different than the Russians in trying to influence elections? Not in my mind, it isn't. Well, that's, that's the I think, the underlying concern here that a lot of people have, is we are inundated with this stuff. You don't know what's true. You don't know what's false. You don't know what uh, what has been embellished. Uh, you know, I mean, speculatively, I mean, if if this question is asking specifically, do you want the carbon tax scrapped? Uh, that sounds to me an awful lot like a, a ploy to try to get a, some sort of a target audience to say, yeah, these are the people that we want to go after and inundate them with emails and other texts during oh, the campaign. You know, I mean, yeah, if you were if you were silly enough to respond to that, you know, that text, uh, yeah, well, that targets you right off the bat. That you know? means you're on an email list yeah. someplace. Oh, now. absolutely. You'll 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 start like you get you'll be inundated with uh, with you know propaganda from whatever party, and um, that's that's the way it is. I you know I mean I just think I I know as just an example when I you know turn uh, turn my computer and get Outlook on and there's advertisers bombarding me with something or other. You know I never asked for that. And I did, you know, a lot of people didn't ask for that text to be sent. And it's just another intrusion into your privacy. That's all it is. Like, how do they get your number? Is it just a, you know, a robocalls? You know, I, I, when, speaking of robocalls, this reminds me of that in a way, because robocalls back, you know, when they were telling people in Guelph that the, the polling booth had moved, et cetera, et cetera, we had no idea where that was coming from. And this is this is basically no different than that, because I to your point about you know I say there has to be an arbitrary date, and they say June thirtieth, uh, and I love their rationale for saying yeah that's when people start paying attention. Uh, history has pretty much shown us, and you've covered more elections than anybody else probably. Uh, people don't usually start paying real close attention to elections until about ten days before the election day. That's right. Yeah, it's true. I mean. You know, people will chat about it, parties and that, maybe, you know, a month before it, or even more, longer than that. But to, to really sit down and, and, and consider, you know, the various uh, options and, and, and platforms, no, it doesn't happen until just days before an election. Well, especially, and we're going to see it again this year, as we did, I think, in the last federal election, uh, once people get into summertime mode, uh, th- I think usually politics is the furthest thing from their mind. Well, Bill, how many times, let me ask you this, how many times have you had somebody come up to you prior to an election, I mean within a week, maybe a little longer, who should I vote for? I've had tons of people ask me, who who should I vote for? Who's got the best policy? Yeah, exactly. Except, you know, maybe doing a little work yourself. Uh, But, yeah, just that's what it is. People have their lives to live. Summertime, they're at the cottage. They've got tons of other things to think about. You know, daycare for their kids when their kids aren't in school. You know, camps, everything. You name it. And elections are just 
somewhere over the horizon. Yet they maintain that if they spend an awful lot of money now, that they're going to try to change people's minds. And I guess uh, the obvious question here is, does it really, or is this just really enforcing uh, you know people's mindsets that have already been set? Uh, you know, if you're if you if you're opposed to the carbon tax, this is this is obviously you know, music to your ears. If you if you think the carbon tax is the best possible deal, uh, this isn't going to change anybody's mind, is it? I don't. In that case, when you're concentrating on one aspect of the carbon tax. Well, you're either for it or you're against it. That's all there is to it. And I don't think there's many people out there that right now think that, you know, the people who think the carbon tax or some uh, form thereof, who believe it is a good idea, they're not going to change their mind. But the people who are against it are not going to change their mind. But there is, that, there is that in-between where people will, you know, will think, well, you know, I do believe in, in climate change and and but geez, you know, I don't like paying money, you know, more for gasoline or whatever it might cost. So there, there is people to be influenced, but I don't think a great uh, number. But there is that group in the middle that could be influenced one way or the other way, but not not as many as you would think. But is it enough to swing an election? No, that remains to be seen. I I I don't I don't know if this one issue will sway an election. It'll be one of many. You, you don't, you know, you, if you might not like Trudeau, or for whatever reason, you just don't like the cut of his jib. You know, there'll be those people out there just say, I don't like that guy, or or I, I, don't, I don't like the fact that Shear has dimples and he looks like he's smiling all the time. It comes down to, it comes often down to silly little things like that. Well, it does, and that's why I'm wondering if if somebody is is noticing a shift here. And I, I, I like you and I have talked about it in the past. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to polls, uh, but it is rather instructive to note that for the longest time there, but well, three four months ago, the Conservatives had a pretty steady four or five point lead in many of the polls. Uh, the Nanos poll that came out today says they're dead even, yeah. uh, which which. I, I, you can read into that what you want, but the, uh, this may be the the clarion call then for for the you know, small C conservative groups like this to simply say, "Look, we got to step up our game." Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, it's no different. Again, if you come out and say who you are, I I have no problem with it. Exactly. Uh, working families did it, and they certainly influenced people. There's no question about that. Um, I think it was working families. Now I'm. Here I am relying on my memory, but the working family who years ago uh, put put out those ads uh, with with when Ernie Eves was the leader of the uh, Conservative Party, and uh, you know ha- having him dressed up in a you know tuxedo looking like uh, you know Richie Rich, and and I believe it was them, and it did it influenced people. It, it you know they said. Know, who is this guy? Does he represent my interests? You know, you know, wrong. You know, fairly or not, and some would say it's not. They do have an impact, and I believe that you know, and they have every right to do it un- under the rules. But they don't have any right to do it after June thirtieth to do it if you uh, if you won't admit to who you are. Well, we'll see how uh, how this rolls out, because there's only a few days left in the month now, and we'll see just what kind of a campaign these guys are going to try to mount. Uh, Richard, as always, thanks so much for the time. Great talking with you again today. Okay, Bill, take it easy. It's uh, Richard Brennan, of course, uh, retired journalist who covered Queen's Park and Parliament Hill for many, many years and many, many elections. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.